Hey everybody, welcome to the Me and My Boyfriend Nicole podcast, and I'm Aurora. I'm back again from the future. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. This is just a continuation of last week. Um, we're picking up where we left off. All right, enjoy. Love you guys. Bye. Also, Nicole couldn't be here again. She was making mango sticky rice or something. I don't know. It's like our new favorite thing. Enjoy. So, no, were you saying the bone you had to pick with women and cuddling? Oh, so let me... Um... This is what it is. Now, as a whole, you guys are way more giving than we are. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying generally, not every last one of everybody, but from my, you know, your mothers or children, you guys like giving your time. You're to me as a whole, you're better with kids, especially at that age, than we are. That's just what it is. But when it comes to cuddling, you guys are very selfish, very very selfish, right? No matter what, let's just say that the the prototypical cuddling is a spoonie. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, <clears throat> I'm big spoon, you little spoon. Everything is catered around you on the situation, right? If you're a hot nature person, right, that means you got to be, have the very little coverings on you. That means the big spoon's got to be that way. If you're a cold nature person, you got 88 blankets on you, and you expect the big spoon to be that way too, right? That's not cool, because I got to deal with your body heat. Right? And all them damn blankets around me. I am on fire. Okay? <laughs> I don't like it. I like the cuddling position, right? Because I'm getting everything I want, right? I'm getting the, the 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 intimacy of cuddling, right? I'm touching your butt. Everything's great. However, I'm on fire. Mm-hmm. So when I do stuff to 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 remedy that situation and you don't like it, you're just being selfish. Don't like what? Francis, so if I'm big spoon, you're a little spoon, right? And mm-hmm. you're a cold nature person, you got 88 blankets on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a high nature person, so I want one. Mm-hmm. Two and one on my little feet, I'm mm-hmm. good to go. Mm-hmm. So if I'm coming with you and I expose my whole backside, but mm-hmm. you're totally covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I got half my body is for the air mm-hmm. and half my body is with your, your sun nature, the heat from your body. Mm-hmm. I'm compromising, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I agree. But if you go to sit there and say, why are you doing that? First of all, it's none of your damn business why I'm doing that. Why are you doing what? Why are you only having yes. you ain't got no blanket on the back yes. part? Yes, yes. What's that got to do with anything? Exactly, What's, it's my back but, part, right? I mean, I don't think... I think anybody that has an issue with that needs Listen, some psychological I'm help. I'm trying to tell you... How, <laughs> this is not just one woman. I'm just saying, like, and all dudes Ooh. have... This maybe oh, maybe oh, it's oh, the women you no, 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 no. I'll give you a better example. All dudes have this problem, right? They call it, what is the, when she got her head on your chest, right? Mm-hmm. So that means your arm is underneath her head. And it's mm-hmm. falling asleep. It's falling asleep. And when I do this with my fingers so I don't lose my entire arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't lose your entire arm. Yeah, it almost falls off. It's, it's going to fall it's off. It's going to fall off. And I'm sitting there doing this. Don't be mad because I'm moving. Okay. Life is not sitting around so, you when you sleep. Okay. okay. So let me explain. My facial expression right now, I've been looking at you like you're crazy through this whole thing because in my mind right now, I'm going, what? First, why you got to be big spoon and I got to be little spoon? Maybe I want to cuddle you. Why That's is fine. that not a thing? Right? Boobs on my back. I love boobs on my back. Right? Makes me happy. Right? What is the big deal? Like, if I'm cold, I should be snuggling deeper into you, which hopefully is going to turn into something else, you know, and get warmed up rather than like, why do I care? If you have a blanket on or not, as long as I'm happy and you making me happy. And that's what, cause obviously you're hot and I'm freezing, you know, mm-hmm. and you're willing to have my body heat against you, everything else, just so that I'm happy. Like, that's awesome. Why would I have a problem with it? 
So for me, and then the whole hand thing too, where you're like, my hand's going to sleep, you know, and you're moving your arm and someone's getting upset. I'm like, I would never get upset with that. This just totally shows me that, okay, I've been picking the wrong people this whole time because I have never encountered that situation where it would be a problem. I would think that was fabulous. Well, listen, I, you know, I would just like, I don't, I don't get that. To me, I'm like, oh, wow, he's willing to meet me halfway. Like, he's willing to be a little hot. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, right? he's willing to that, be that, and, a and little bit hot. Every woman says that. But when in practice, in practice, it never like. First of all, you guys don't maybe it's the quality of women you're not quality. It's the type of people because I just had this conversation with my sister, like literally just had this phone conversation because she goes, "Am I ever going to be able to be with someone who likes to cuddle?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, you know, like I." And with someone or have been with people and nobody ever wants to cuddle mm-hmm. except for if they want sex or something like that. She's like, just laying together and just being together. And I'm like, I've had that a ton. You know, there's mm-hmm. seven plus billion people in the world. I guarantee you there's somebody. She's like, I really don't think there is. There's nobody. And she's in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really just don't. I think that's something I'm going to have to give up to be in a relationship. But I'm like, no, for real? Like, no, you just haven't dated enough people or found like there is somebody for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm saying with you, I, mean, I just don't think that. No, granted. Now, listen. Now, these the particular things I've had have been very high quality women, right? You liked one of them. Uh, you said I, have been very high quality yes, women? I didn't, yes. I didn't mean quality. Well, I what meant, I'm saying, what, what, what I meant by you're maybe not right. picking um, compatible people uh, in the sense of compromise. Well, no. It's, that's the thing. Most of it's like in every other area, they're very... Giving, compromising, right? Both people have to be submissive in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But when you deal with a sleepy woman, it's a different story. You guys are very mean people. <laughs> no. Who, who hurt you, Daniel? <laughs> I've been hurt before. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> what I'm just saying is, is mean. Like, it's mean-natured to be... But then again... Well, I don't think it's a question of of high quality or low quality. Mm -hmm. They can be very high quality. It could just not be the right person for you. That's what I I mean. Because none of them are here now, right? So it didn't work out for one reason or another. And that's just one of the components that was not compatible. Not to change the subject, but let me tell you how dope women are. So sometimes a woman can make you see a slow motion. Yeah, sometimes a woman can make you see in slow motion. Mm. Just like sometimes a woman can make the sun shine brighter and sometimes she can make it go away. Mm. <clears throat> so, meaning that, especially when you get a dude of age, you you know, you know notice different things about a woman. Mm-hmm. And then she'll say something and do something. You'll be like, oh, wow. So, what I mean by that, I went on a date with this, this the lady I'm seeing now, right? <clears throat> and we had plans and the plans didn't come through. And then so I was like, well, my bad. It didn't work out the way it's supposed to work out. And she said the dopest thing ever. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but to a dude, this was like, mm. she was like, baby, we in the truck. Let's just ride. Aw. What? What? You know, like that got all my attention. I was like, who is this woman? And I need to know more about her. Mm-hmm. And that was such a beautiful thing. And I know most people are like, oh, why? But no, that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Can I hear that again? Yes. Okay. But that you recognize that too. Mm-hmm. You know? That's dope. Like little stuff like that is dope. Well, it's usually indicative of 
like a bigger moment. Like, you know, if, if something were to happen, okay, this is a person that is not going to punk out mm -hmm. just because it gets hard or maybe she needs to do a little bit more, do things a little bit differently. Like she's willing to go with the flow. Like that's very attractive. Mm -hmm. Like, cause life throws you all kinds of obstacles. Mm -hmm. And if someone is willing not to break down, but be like, Hey, we're still, we still got all these things. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's a very attractive quality in a partner mm -hmm. to know that they're not going to leave at the first sign of trouble. Well, and it means a lot too when things don't go as planned and they're like, hey, I'm just here because I want to spend time with you. Yeah. You know, and whatever we're doing is fine. Yeah. Like, that means a lot. They just want to be near you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was dope. I mean, she still is dope. But, um, yeah, that that's, yeah, and let me know that uh, I didn't have to entertain her. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think a lot of dudes get in that uh, trap, especially if they do like a woman. They do all these things to get her attention. And then they realize, oh, I got to entertain her for the rest of her life. No, mm. that's not cool. So this is, we talked about this earlier with India. You cannot set a standard of how you are going to treat somebody and then change the way you act and then act surprised when they're like, why are we not doing the same things we used, we were doing before? Like... If you, you have, to, you are setting a precedent for the rest of your relationship. If you go out and act like you're good old fun times all the time, but really you're a dude that likes to stay home and chill out on the couch, you probably shouldn't paint yourself as somebody that likes to go out and do fun times every weekend if you're not that guy. Because the girl's going to be like, I thought we were people that go hiking and go jump off of mountains into cliff rocks and everything and you really just want to stay home or even just go try different restaurants yeah or go I mean, to the well, movies or bowling or whatever but i mean but, anything you yeah. know and you know there's nothing wrong with you're more of a netflix and chill person yeah. you know but just who you know what's going on here it's all about being genuine right well i think though sometimes it is more about the hunt and the chase mm -hmm. of it, the thrill of that, than it is about actually the person. Mm -hmm. Right. And as time goes on, and sometimes it's a very, very short amount of time, once you, you know, you know you got that person, then it's kind of like, you don't you're feel bored like you have to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, what now? Yeah. You know, and keeping it interesting. Yeah. And that, which I feel like when it's the right person, it shouldn't be that hard. No, I agree. To me, when to me, what's indicative, and I find this like friendships, like romantic relationships, whatever. To me, a good sign is it doesn't matter what you guys are doing, you're having a good time. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely, you're, you're having a good time. Mm -hmm. Conversations flowing, you know, you're vibing. Like, you may have disagreements, but nobody's like butthurt or like whatever mm. like you're just having a good time no matter where you are like i'm mm. always like oh that's that's the feeling you're chasing well and i think one of the keys to happiness in life is not putting so much into the future of something and mm -hmm. just enjoying the moment mm -hmm. and just having fun no matter what whether you're on a date whether you're hanging with your friends whether you're out enjoying a sunset by yourself whatever is just being in that moment you know and that it doesn't matter how things turn out. It doesn't matter if the relationship works out. It doesn't matter if the job works out or whatever. 
you know, every no gets you closer to the yes for you, mm -hmm. you know, and how a lot of those no's can turn into a beautiful thing, you mm -hmm. know, and you're not wasting your time, mm -hmm. you know, not that you're ever wasting your time, but I think that's people's biggest fear is wasting time. Mm. Well, because time's the one thing you can't get more of. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, but, but what you said is dope because she said something to me uh, recently. She said, I, I realized I would never would have been ready for you before. Mm. Was, you know, that means in my mind, I was like, she's put deep thought into this, which is really dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that takes you to another level, to another yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. You know? That someone is happy that they've been through things. Right. So that they're ready for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. ready for a relationship, yeah. but, but ready for you. Right. Yeah. And she, she said something very similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. That's, that's deep, deep yo. Deep. That's deep, bro. Mm. 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 Which is so funny because that's where I've taken myself off of the dating track. Oh, Lord. Right? Um, but because I've, I kept dating the same type of people over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And expecting again. different results. Every time. I'm like, <laughs> just because they had a different na name and a different face didn't mean it was anybody different. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I obviously need to work on me for a little bit and figure out what exactly I want, where I'm at, what is it that I'm looking for in life, in love, whatever, mm -hmm. so that I can get right for when that right person comes around, you know, and not miss that opportunity, not miss that person, well, you clearly, know, and not be ready for it. To me, what that sounds like is you keep trying to learn the same lesson over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Because every relationship teaches you something about yourself. Mm -hmm. You just get, you know, a little, a few more pieces fall into the puzzle. So whatever you were trying to learn, clearly you weren't getting it. It's the same lesson that we all got to learn before we ready mm -hmm. to be ready for the right one. Self-love, mm -hmm. self-appreciation, you know, being at peace with yourself, not putting on someone else to validate you. Yeah. You know, and making them responsible for your happiness, being happy in yourself so that you can, you know, enjoy the company of someone else and not have expectations set so high for them that, you know, it's not fair to them. Right. I think one of my biggest things that I see as a tragedy is seeing someone lose themselves in somebody else. To me, that is one of the most heartbreaking things I can ever watch. Mm -hmm. You know, which is so funny because that's what I always wanted was mm -hmm. to lose myself in someone. And then when it really happened mm -hmm. and then they left, it was like... Who are you? Who am I? Like, mm -hmm. it was... I had no identity whatsoever if I was not with that person. I think for a lot of people, especially females, I know it's how bad it's going to sound. If you can get past the, the, the fear of being by yourself, mm -hmm. life gets so much easier for you. Mm -hmm. It did for me. And mm -hmm. I see a lot, if a lot of, if, just this is my assumption, if a lot of females can get past that fear, mm -hmm. that, that's where that confidence comes mm -hmm. from. Well, and for me, it was so cliche. It was an abandonment issue. Mm -hmm. My father left, you know, with his secretary. Man, it's like the oldest story. <laughs> cliche. Book, right? <laughs> and then how those life patterns happen mm -hmm. over and over in your life. 
And then my husband left me for the secretary. Ooh. Oh, honey, Ooh. it gets better. I was 13. Our son was 13. Like, oh, it ooh. was like mirror, mirror on the wall, right? Ooh. Yes, yes. That's oogly boogly. I know, right? But the beautiful thing was, and it took me a while um, to realize, was that I needed that happen. Yeah. Because the one thing is, even though the relationship ended, he didn't abandon me. He didn't abandon our child. He, you know, helped me financially, emotionally. Um, you know, in so many ways to where it, in a weird way, him leaving, but still being there for us, um, helped to heal me through those abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. Just because something ends doesn't mean that it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That we're still family regardless. Right. And I had never had that before. And recently, very recently, I told him, um, my ex, my son's father, that, um, I was proud of him for leaving. I really, really was. Not the way that he did it. No. But that he did do it. That he wasn't happy, that I wasn't happy. And us continuing to do this over and over and over again to where we made each other feel horrible mm -hmm. was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. I mean, I was madly in love with him. But I think there was a part of me that was just madly in love with being in love. Mm -hmm. And sticking it out no matter what. The and idea of it. working on it and giving everything to it. And, you know, that ride or die, you know, feeling mm -hmm. more than truly being madly in love with him. And, you know, feeling that cherished just bond. It was much more of a codependent, mm -hmm. you know, both of our traumas from childhood and everything okay. else bonded us together. And it became more, in a weird way, not just like a roommate thing, but more like a sibling, like brother-sister thing. Yeah. You know, to where the sex had died off in the relationship, you know, everything else. But we're still working on it. We're still staying together. I had a very inappropriate joke that went through my brain. I'm oh, go for it. No, well, you know, the big category on porn now is incest. So really... Oh, Lord Jesus. You guys were ahead of the game. Never, you shouldn't have went for it. You should have went for it. I should, red light. I, red I light. I told you. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> Sorry. It was so, yeah. right there. But I did tell him that I was really proud of him. And he said thank you to me for that, that he really needed to hear that. And I'm like, we're both at a much happier, much healthier place and able to be there for our child more, you know. And I am very, very lucky, very blessed in the fact that not only has he been there for our child we physically had together, but also my two children I had you know, that he helped raise before we got together that aren't his children, that he, him telling them that they're still his sons and that he'll always be there for him, which I think you can relate mm -hmm. to that, yeah, you know? That's dope. <clears throat> I don't like my kids. I'm just putting that on record. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He adores them. That's not the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what do you think is um, some challenges being a father nowadays? Um... Just because nobody, uh, a lot of us, and like I see this just men my age, and I mean more of my racial background, but I see a lot more in the white people saw it too. They don't know how to be a father because they never saw it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you have, you know, what you think is right, but you most of the time it's not right. So you're just like, okay. And plus, nobody says you got to go with the individual, what the individual kid is like. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's tough. I'm glad. Like I'm glad the 
the years of me child rearing are almost over. I'm 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 tired of that. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm tired of that. But uh, I don't know. Kids are just kids. Make life hard. They're very um, ungrateful. If that makes sense. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I know I hate to say it that way, but I mean when you're that age, you are ungrateful because you think you know life revolves around you, especially in this society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like. I was always a kid who looked at other kids stupid, like, why are you mad you didn't get the PS4, you know? But I, but you grew up with kids who were like, I'm mad at my mom because I didn't get what I wanted type thing. And that's, I hate that personally, but it's everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And now you can't do anything about it because they see it on TV, they see it on everything. So if you do try to stop that or nip it in the bud, you're outnumbered everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel sorry for people nowadays. Mm. Well, and I understand that, though, because for me, as a mom, Mm. um, my children are the number one thing that I'm proud of. You know, I'm so thankful for everything else. However, you know, my mom might not have been the best, but that was a constant in my life. I always had a mom, so that wasn't necessarily something I had to overcome. But I would have given anything to have a father that was there. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I never had that. I mean, I'm just playing devil devil's advocate here just by asking right? this question. Do you think that it is better to have a father there that is not the best father or no father at all or just no father at all? I think it depends on the situation, but as long as it's but I, not what I mean, abusive. That's what I mean by... Do you think that it's better to have someone who may be um, a little checked out? Is that what you mean? No, I'm asking what would you think was better, having no father at all, or a father that wasn't going to be a father even if he was there? Mm-hmm. I think it's better to have a father there. Even if he's not, not even playing that role? It depends. If it's someone who's there but doesn't necessarily go to every soccer game, mm-hmm. someone that's there but doesn't necessarily get on the floor and play with you, mm-hmm. right? But's there and if you need someone to talk to, no, picks I'm up the talking, phone and answers. No, no, no. I'm talking about a, a man who is completely checked out. Like, he kind of doesn't even know the kid's birthdays. Like, he's technically there, but he's not really there for the family. But I think there's different levels of that because I, you know, have seen fathers um, that just like you're talking about, which was my point, that never had a father. I mean, never had a father, like never met him or knew who he was, but never had him physically in his life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like I had no example, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that I am here, that I acknowledge this child, that I am financially supporting that I am here if they need anything everything else like that's a huge deal yeah it's a huge you know what step. I mean and you know another aspect of that too is I'm not abusing them in any way mm-hmm. do you know what I mean um I might not be the most engaging parent but I'm there yeah and I'm doing the best that I can 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not that there is an excuse one way or the other, though. I think that's much better than to never have known. Because I think there's a part of you, if you never know mm-hmm. your parent, you always go, why didn't they love me? Yeah. What, no, you're right. what about me was not good enough that they never even wanted anything to do with me, that they could completely check out? See, I'm, I'm a little bit different than most people because I had a moment when I was 10 that, that freed me from that. Mm. So this is the real story. And like, you understand, I'm 10. So this is how I'm thinking. So me and this other kid got in a fight at that school. And we had a substitute teacher, right? And gym class. And he pulled us up there and he said, I'm not going to let you two fight, blah, 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 blah. So he's, you know, giving us the rundown. And he looks at me and he says, you know what? I can tell your dad taught you the right way because you look at me in the eye when he's talking to you. So as soon as he said that in my 10-year-old mind, I'm like, huh, I know how to make myself a sandwich, right? I can do all my laundry and do everything I need to do. And if this is what a man teaches another man, I'm good. And ever since he said that, mm-hmm. all that, I didn't know my dad BS went all the way. I mm-hmm. never worried about it again. Now you gotta say I was ten, mm-hmm. and then so fast forward to I'm like thirty. I think I met my dad. When I was thirty six. Yeah. Thirty six. Yeah. And then I talked to my big sister when I was like thirty eight ish, maybe. And she said something to me. She was like, "You know what? I'm be honest with you. You should be happy. You really didn't know him at the time." And I'm. And she was like, "You know, she told a couple of things." And I'm like, "Huh? Maybe I was the lucky one." You know what I mean? So, and will. My best friend, Will, he kind of grew up very similar to me. And he, in his mind, he's like, something happened to him where he never let that bother him either. Now, all the other friends, it messed him up. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was when I was, I think I was one of the rare few kids who didn't grow up that way, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Do you think that has to do with the fact that your mom kind of filled that role too, though? Being so stern, being so, you know? I think so. I mean, I think so. I think her and, like, I was raised by my aunt too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that helped out a lot. Tippy, right? Yeah, Tippy raised me a lot. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Lola was no, you know, she was no joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. We call her the five-foot monster. For a reason, mm-hmm. right? But I remember I gra- when I was 11, I graduated from getting spanks to getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I know how bad it sounds nowadays, but at that time, me being a parent now, she was dead right. Mm-hmm. You understand? She's this little bitty woman. She was spanking me, and I'm bigger than her now, and I caught the belt. Ooh, it was the dumbest shit I ever did in life. But I caught the belt, and then she looked at me and was like, oh, that's what's up. And then she punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, if I ever did anything, she would punch me in the face. And I understand she had to establish dominance. I understand that. And that's just what it was. So, I don't know. I mean, it's probably better than what Nana did to them. Oh, yeah. Nana used to jack them up. For oh, real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every... We were talking about that earlier. Every generation is a step forward. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just one tiny step. Mm-hmm. If you don't, let's say you had an abusive father. Okay, you may be checked out, but you're not beating your kids. That's progress. Right, right. Well, and I think about it too, though. Is it better to have somebody there? Because if you have someone there and they're completely checked out, it can be the exact same result that you're like, why didn't you ever love me? Yeah. You know? That's that's my question of, okay, he wasn't there. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it feels like. So I'm just speculating here. I think I would prefer to not have someone there than to have someone there and blatantly not care about me. Mm-hmm. I think that would mess with me more. Because like I'm literally here right in front of you. If you're not looking at me, like it's 
I'm almost like I can make an excuse of, okay, you just didn't see me. So you're, I mean, you're ignoring me, but you're not like, like I'm not in the same room as you. Mm -hmm. But if like, I'm literally in the same room, like trying to get your attention Mm -hmm. and you're still ignoring me, I think that would hurt me more Mm -hmm. than somebody not being there at all. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say this. And it goes along with what you're saying about, um, you know, every generation gets a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. Having worked for Child Protective Services, right? And having worked with parents who've come out of, they grew up in severe Mm -hmm. abuse, like severe abuse with parents who are addicts, Mm -hmm. everything else. And then they were addicts, you know, and were in, you know, abusive relationships or whatever. Sometimes... Being a good parent is saying, I'm not in a position to keep you safe. Yes. I'm not in a position to be able to give you what you need because I can't take care of me. So therefore, I'm going to put you with grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, you know, family, friend or whatever, because that's the level that I'm at. And me loving and caring for you is yeah. saying that I'm not in a place to do that. But I'm going to place you with a family member mm-hmm. so that you're not separated from everything else. And yes. they can take care of you. And I can be here on the sidelines when I am healthy to yeah. be there for you. You know? And that is them loving you. That yes. is them being a good parent. That's the level that they're at right now. I agree. You know? I'm, I'm completely acknowledging that 100%. Yeah. To me, that is what I... You know, abortion is a big issue or whatever. I don't really want to get into that. But to me, if a woman has decided that she would not be able to provide a good home for the baby that she is going to bring into the world, to me, that means that she is 100% self-aware that she would be not, not be a good mother at that point. And to me, that is something that really needs to be acknowledged and realizing what can you bring to your child's life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Those parents are good parents. Saying I'm not fit to be a parent. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. Be being able to say I'm not good at something, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be good at something, especially when someone else's a vulnerable person's life is literally on the line. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent. Well, and that's like we were talking earlier about that. Is so in my family, um, my mother. Uh, never ever heard either one of her parents ever say I love you. Mm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And then she explained to me that her parents grew up during the time of the Great Depression mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and that, you know, they grew up, you know, not having food, that kind of thing. So putting food on the table, you know, and a roof over their head, that was love. Yeah. And it never occurred to them to meet emotional needs. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, my grandmother came from where she was one of 13 children and there was plenty of times they had no food whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She was married off at 14 years old Mm -hmm. to my grandfather who was 25 and a soldier passing through town. And then she had my father at 15. Yeah. You know, um, so it's a different world. And my mother said when I was born that that was a big thing for her. Um, and she was 20 when she had me of saying, Forcing herself to say I love you to me every day. Forcing herself so that I would have that. And mm-hmm. she said it was so hard for her, which was crazy to me. And my mother said I love you all the time. Like, I never even knew that as a child. Right. And it was one of the greatest gifts she could ever give me. Because to me, I'm like, I say I love you to my friends before I get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I have drove my children crazy constantly every day. Every time I leave the room, I love you. And they're like, yeah, I know, you know, like, um, and it's a norm for them. And that she was able to give me that is like such an incredible gift. Yeah. You know, I understand that because that happened to me. Uh, first time, like I tell my best friend, I love first time a man ever told me he loved me was my best friend. I was mm. 26. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I feel, that's why I tell Jay all the time. Yeah, I never heard that shit either. Right? I feel like, yeah. So she, I feel what she means. Yep. That's heartbreaking. I know. But it's beautiful, too, though. It it's is. beautiful. It's beautiful being able to provide that for your child. Like, knowing, like, I didn't have this. And that really messed me up. <laughs> right. So I'm going to make sure that I do that for, like, my child. Like, that really shows, like, the love a parent has for their kids. Right. That they're willing to go the extra mile, do the thing that's super hard. Like, your mom never heard I love you. I don't want to say it physically pained her, but, like, she really had to force herself to get into that habit. When she didn't really have to for you. Mm -hmm. She could have just gone about her business Mm -hmm. and not really thought about it. But she made the conscious decision to not, to make a better life for you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Right. And then I'm like, with my children... It was very, very important to me to break every cycle that I possibly could, Mm -hmm. you know, every violent cycle so that my children never went through that from, you know, domestic violence to addiction to all of these things where, you know, I was terrified to take, you know, anything more than a Tylenol Mm -hmm. because having had, you know, a parent that was an addict to... You know, um, being consciously aware of any relationship I get in, my children are in a relationship with that person, too. Yes. To not allow myself to, you know, be in any relationship that would be detrimental to them. You know, those kind of things. And for them, you know, I'm like, it's their job to do better than I did, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I was perfect, so I don't know how they're going to do that. But. I don't know how that happens. Right, right. Somebody but Well, I think you've already passed that on. I mean, I don't... I told you before, like, what I think of Hunter and Trinity as parents. Like, just how much they love their baby, like, is truly inspiring. Like, they go the, like, 100, 200% for her. Like, it's... I'm just like, oh my gosh. Right. Like, wow. And, like, it shows. Like, yeah. She's so smart. You know, she's only, like, what, eight months old? Eight months old. Yeah. Eight months old. And I love the way they talk to her. Yeah. I'm like, they eight months old, and they already tell her that she can, you know, be anything that she wants to be. If she's mm-hmm. crying, they're like, you are allowed to cry. You can have those emotions. You know, what's wrong? Like, they talk to her as a person, but mm-hmm. are very much into, you know, telling her that everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but that um, how beautiful she is, how smart she is, everything else already starting that for her, which is Mm -hmm. putting her in a position as a girl, Mm -hmm. you know, as a human being that she is enough exactly the way she is. Mm -hmm. And for me, having never, never had that, it's like such a beautiful thing to see, you know, my children doing that with their child Mm -hmm. and already setting her so far ahead and she's not even a year old yet right just giving her that unconditional love and support you know from the beginning i think that's life-changing and if everyone had that you know in this world what kind of world would this be at if we all had that self-love 
from the time we come into the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I feel you. I feel you. So, question. Mm. Answer. What is love to you? Mm. It does just have to be romantic love. Um, I'm starting, for me personally, I'm starting to understand what the scripture says when it says, yeah, God is love, or the most high is love. And I was listening to this lady today, and because <clears throat> a lot of people get turned off when they say the fear of the Lord, right? And for us as human beings, if we know somebody just loves us, we take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So the fear of the Lord, I'm starting to understand, is a love itself. <laughs> Meaning that if, for instance, you're, say you're my mom and you present yourself, hey, look, this is how it's going to be in this house, right? And if you violate those rules, this is what's going to happen, right? So what you're literally telling me is I love you because I want to you to you know, grow up as a person with some sense. You know what I mean? I love you enough to tell you no. So I'm starting to understand what that really, really means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, so to me, love is honesty and just being as honest as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. so. I agree because I've had that conversation with my boys many a times with the fact that it's much harder to be a checked in parent mm-hmm. than it is to be a checked out parent. Oh yeah, it is much harder, mm-hmm. you know. Um, to set rules, set boundaries, to make you follow those rules, mm-hmm. to set standards for you, to make you have to do chores, to make sure you're taking a shower and you're actually using soap. Yes. That you're brushing your teeth <laughs> with toothpaste, you know, all those kind of things. That it's a constant, mm-hmm. you know, and having to be checked in like that versus just letting you do whatever you want, never mm-hmm. checking your homework, never checking if you're cleaning your room or washing behind your ears or anything like that. That is showing how much I love you and care for you mm-hmm. being on your ass. Yeah. You know, and making sure you're a good, decent, not stinky person. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, and that is love. That yes. truly is love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like it, though, when you're a child. Right? But then <laughs> as you're an adult, I think there's a big thing that happens, too. Um there is, once you get out of your, you know, parents' home and you're out mm-hmm. on your own and stuff, you start to recognize things, everything else. Oh, yeah. But once you become a parent... Mm. Oh, everything starts making sense. Lola was right. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. As a parent, let me tell you the phone call you're waiting for. <laughs> you're waiting for the call where they call you and they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I don't know how you did it. And I'm like, hold on. I need to take in this moment. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Go on with yourself. Like, yes, yes. Proceed. Right? Preach. Like, yes, yes. That is a That's the moment. moment in my life. That's yeah. the moment. I've said this three times. Yes. I've said it to myself. Man, Lola was right. Oof. You know, have you ever said it to her? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I think I was like thirty. I was like, Mom, you know, ninety nine percent of the stuff you told me was right, spot on, right. Best gift you could ever give her, man. Besides the grandbaby. Um, well, I already did that. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. I I don't think y'all understand how much I don't like kids no more. I know how much you don't like kids anymore. Can I tell you it changes? I don't want to know. 
No, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell again, I understand though, because there gets to be a point where I've been raising babies my whole life. I was the oldest of five, mm-hmm. right? And then I proceeded to have a child at 19 years old, which I planned, you know, because I wanted to be a mama. It's a long story. We'll talk about some other time. But, um, and then you've been raising kids this whole time and it gets to, when is the me time? Like, I love these babies. Mm-hmm. But damn. You know, <laughs> like, whoo, I'm on the countdown, right? I was never excited about the whole thing of becoming a grandparent, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been raising babies forever. Right. And all my friends talk about, you know, I can't wait to be a grandparent. I can't wait to be a grandparent. And I'm like, that ain't my problem. Like, that ain't my baby. You know? Yeah. That was before. Mm-hmm. Before the baby. You know? <laughs> now that I got the grandbaby. I was talking a big game. I was like, eh, they ain't going to have no control over me, okay? Mm-hmm. You ain't looking at me with them eyes and thinking, I'm going to fall over. Like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'll send you a gift on your birthday and at Christmas and peace. I'm going to be in the RV on the beach, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having my own life, right? Slash forward to now. Then the baby came. <laughs> and it was a girl. Uh-oh. I had all boys. And I'm like, don't look at me like that. Me and her had many conversations in the beginning. We were we was having standoffs with the eyes. I was like, I will not be sucked in. And, and she'd be like, Yes, you will. Next thing I know, I'm like, You are everything. I love you. Uh-oh. What can I do for you? That happened to me. Oh my goodness. It's a totally different love. It is a totally different love. And then it's so beautiful mm-hmm. seeing your child being a parent. Mm-hmm. And seeing this generational thing, you know, mm-hmm. like that it's, it's just like, it's like seeing God, you know, and I personally am more of a spiritual person, you know, but to me, this is like everything coming together. Like, it's just amazing thinking of you, you know, were with someone and made that child mm-hmm. and then they are with someone and they made this child. Right? And then you see all these things in this child that remind you of your child, your parent, mm. your grandparent. Like just seeing all of that coming together. Into one human being. I find, I find it dope how one human being can look like two or three, two or three different people on both sides. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have characteristics. That's dope. Yes. That's dope like from born with them. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Smiles and just gestures and laugh and everything. And you're like, and I then think, I think like this is one of my high thoughts. Like when I go to, I like people watching, especially mm. me too. And I look and I'm like, I wish, I wonder which one of these women look like Eve. Oh. And I look at them like I wonder what who has Eve's lips or Eve's whatever. Now, first of all, I think Eve she was probably bad in the first place. I was like Eve was bad, but anywho, but I wonder stupid stuff like that. Like I wonder like who who still has some of her characteristics. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. In this face, I'm doing. I know my face is doing this face. I feel like I have this face a lot. You judge me when you talk. You know what? I'll punch you. Not with my hands, but with my eyes. You've already punched me before. When? When I was younger. I punched you? Mm -hmm. With my eyes? Mm -hmm. It's impossible. I had bruises. With what? With my eyes? No, with your hands. That never happened. Okay. Spell it. You wouldn't even know if it was right. You know what? Can I say, can I I admit something? You Mm -hmm. can. All right, so I'm going to admit this on, on air. So, I am such a bad and poor speller, I think it's impossible, and it's a miracle that people can actually spell. 
People who can actually spell right to me, that is a miracle. Mm. Just put it out there. Spelling is so hard. I don't understand it. It's, it's a terrible thing to make somebody do. Are you better with numbers? I used to be. And then when they added letters in it, I was no more good. <laughs> I was no more good. <laughs> no. The fact that you said no more good. <laughs> right? No, listen. I went to the state finals in math in fifth grade. Real stuff. Right? And we lost. I forgot what like what we lost, but I was good at math. And they put me in like advanced classes, and after that, pff, no. You put an X or an H in some kind of equation. Like, why? Who does that in life? He's like, it's them damn letters it's again. stupid. Them damn letters. <laughs> I know. So, after that, I was no more good. Aren't you dyslexic? Very much so. I was going to ask that. Yes. I'm like, my middle son is dyslexic, and he had the hardest time with that for so long. Very much so. Yeah. It make you angry. Yes. I'm so dyslexic. First of all, my... How I sh- dyslexic are you? <laughs> I sh- in the field that I'm in, you have to, you can't be dyslexic. Because everything has to be in the right thing. So I don't know how. He must love me how I'm still doing this. Because being dyslexic in the field that I'm in is like, you shouldn't... Let me dyslexic. tell you, Daniel shouldn't even be at this table right now. Because I don't even know how he got here. Dan- <laughs> Daniel is, is gifted in many things. But let me tell you... The two things he is not. One, any type of home repair or like just hanging up a picture. He be on that struggle bus for real. Listen, here's the, <laughs> here's the, here's the absolute truth, okay? I have the sense of duration of a drunk three-year-old. <laughs> no, for real. Like, that, that's serious. I, I don't know how. When I was in the Army, uh, put it this way, a major... Female major looked at me and was like, how are you alive? I had to follow her and land that. That's how bad it is, right? And if you have to follow an officer in the forest, that is a terrible thing to do in the Army. And I am unhandy. I cannot fix nothing. As much as I've tried my hardest to be that dude, mm-hmm. and I'm just not that dude. Do you know why thing? I think so, though? Mm-hmm. You're a philosopher. Is that what it is? Oh, my I really gosh. do. I do, though. He sees deep meaning. And so many things, you know, and so is able to break it down mm-hmm. and to have a discussion, a philosophical deep discussion about clouds. Like, that was deep. Daniel has many positive attributes. Daniel's very yes. smart. Daniel's very, I'm not saying he's not smart. It's just really funny. Because <laughs> if you tell him to go somewhere, right? good luck. But- Daniel, when Dan- <clears throat> here, I'll give you a story. Daniel and I have great discussions. That's why we like to hang out on Fridays. Mm. We, you know, we ignore the kids, aka Lola and Jaden. Yes. We don't tell them we're going anywhere. Like we just go right out. Quit telling secrets. Have a good day. Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't be saying this. No. But anyway, we like to have a good time together. Right. I love hanging out with Daniel. But Daniel navigating somewhere? No. But in my defense, uh huh, I have good ideas of where we're going. Like, no. let's go do this. The idea is good. Getting there, nah. When I was younger, Daniel <laughs> was driving to our house in Georgia. <laughs> Mind you, he had been there before. Yeah. This could or could not be true. It's 100% true. We can confirm with Lola at another late, true. later date. <clears throat> Daniel was true. driving to our house, and he missed the exit. Which happens, but he kept driving <laughs> for how long? About a hundred miles. A hundred miles. 
First of all, do you not hold on? No, 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 Nicole. That was a deep thought. Nicole, mm-hmm. if okay. you were like after a hundred miles, that's when you would maybe realize that you've gone the wrong way. A but he's hundred. I was what? No, <laughs> exactly. don't, don't make excuses. A exactly. hundred right. miles. Right. I was a deep thought, and I was a committed. Right. But here's the thing, though, too, is that. There's many different types of intelligence. I'm not saying he's not intelligent. No, no, I get that. But I mean, <laughs> in a serious level. But we, as a society, only look at... Book smarts. Yeah, just a couple of types of yeah. intelligence. And if you don't fit into these, you know, pegs or whatever, then you're not smart. Yeah. You know? And there's literally, there's linguistic, like the reading, the writing, all that kind of stuff. There's logical, which is the mathematical one, and patterns and stuff like that. There's um, body mm-hmm. kinetics, you know, um, processing stuff through body sensations, that kind of thing. Um, there's spatial, thinking in images or pictures, people who have photographic memories. There's musical. I envy those people. Right? Interpersonal, intrapersonal, you know, where. There's just so many different types of intelligence. We all have different gifts. But, you know, so many times if you can't memorize this fact, mm-hmm. you know, and regurgitate it. Or if you can't spell, you know, these words, then you're not smart. And that's so ridiculous. It takes so many different types of people to make society, to make the world work. And to have meaning. Yes. No, Daniel 100% is way more philosophical than I am. Um, I th- One, because I think he allows himself the time to think deeply on things. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very much like, yo, let's get in, let's get out. Like, I I, I need to get things done. I don't... I don't well, I had like, to force myself to do this. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Is it for peace of mind? What? Can I tell honest where it came yeah. from? I, well, this is my philosophy in life, right? Everything you, anybody has ever done is for one thing only, and that's for peace of mind, mm-hmm. right? Anything you could possibly think of, you did it, you did it for you got peace of mind, however you want to do that. So, yes, it is for peace of mind. But, however, not to get religious, but I understand why he's so adamant about taking a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, you're literally telling everybody... Everybody, no, I will not do what you're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. No, I will not. And that to, that's such in this world, that's such a foreign, that's you're a rebel mm-hmm. saying some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you actually do it, you understand why it's such a big deal to him because you're literally that's you and him, intimacy time. I'm not thinking about my job, I'm not thinking about no, I'm no, I will not help you, mm-hmm. or no, I will not come to work. No, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So when you actually start to understand why it's such a big deal to him, you you like you said, you allow yourself to. Because mm-hmm. I have all day. Because you can literally say, no, it's the Sabbath. I have all day. I can mm-hmm. literally stop and think about whatever I want to. Mm-hmm. And like we don't, we're not allowed to do that no more. Mm-hmm. See, and that's a privilege and a beautiful thing because you are taking the time for yourself and what is your priority. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think. One of the saddest things is we get so caught up mm-hmm. in the doing, 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 doing mm-hmm. that we forget to take time to just be. Right. Yeah. You know, and how the present is a gift, this moment right now. 
And I think that's a beautiful thing that at least once a week, you're dedicating time mm-hmm. to you and what is important to you. I have a vacation once a week. Yes, and absolutely. I, and then I made the well, If I try to follow him, we made the decision and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. That's power. Right? And that's your one of your boundaries. Yes. And boundaries are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right? And for me and our family is I have unplugged days or I have unplugged time, you know, mm-hmm. where we have no electronics, no phones. We'll go out and go out into nature. Right. You know, we both share that where we love going out right. and being in the wilderness or in, you know, in, out in the forest. <laughs> and um, we do not take phones, mm-hmm. you know, and we just go and just be in that moment, you know. Um, and I think that not enough people take the time to do that. It doesn't even occur to people. What do you mean go without my phone? What if something happens? We grew up in a time Hello. where the only phone, and that was if you had a phone. Some people didn't even have a phone. Right? Was in the house. There was no such thing as taking it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be there when you get back. It's a leash. That's what it is. Right? You didn't take a TV with you either. That would have been ridiculous. But the thought of going somewhere and not having... You know, being plugged in to the world mm-hmm. just seems outrageous nowadays. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that um, has brought so much stress, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety mm-hmm. into our life. is because it is a constant go, 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 go. And we're never getting off that car- carousel, you know. Yeah. I think the only, not the only thing, but one of the smartest things I ever did, like, personally, is not get on social media. Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. I think that's the do good because I have never in life said, "Did you see what so and so posted?" Nope. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I said something. I said in front of my ex-wife, and she agreed with me. And I was like, "I don't know anybody happy that has it." Mm-hmm. So why the hell would I want it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like crack. Like why are there new crackheads? You did not. Why are there oh, new that, crackheads? That was philosophical. Whoever won, won that battle. Name a crackhead who won. I will wait. Well, exactly. sure as hell wasn't Whitney. It wasn't Whitney. She was rich. And I'm rich, bitch. Exactly. Money don't buy happiness. No, it doesn't. Ooh. The worse you dance, the better. Like, yeah. just let it go. Let it I can't do fall. it. I can't do it. My, one of my really, really, really good friends, best friends in life, he's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, I, Will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He dances his ass off. And they used to, you know, be beneficial to him. Me? Nope. I'll always, I'm, I'll be on the wall. Really? I, I hate dancing. Oh. Well, right. I, hate, I hate dancing in public. If I'm in the house. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I would say, no, no, no. Show me your shoulders. Oh, the shoulders is real. No. The shoulders. Ah. I said, I only know how to dance two ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Like dirty dancing, grinding, mm-hmm. like, you know, foreplay. Right. And then, like, Bad, like horrible <laughs> white girl dance, like bringing back Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. you know, lawnmower, like, oh yes, yes, honey, running man. Mm-hmm. Do you bite your lip too? Oh, I do. Girl, I got Philip. Mm-hmm. You be nice. Yes. You be nice to people. <laughs> Just asking. Nice I never said I was a nice <laughs> person. <laughs> I never said I was a nice person. Oh, nice That's true. Right. I have never not once ever. But I love you. I love you. I love you. Country boy, I love you. No, I love you. No, you you don't know I that you don't know that vine. You guys, I don't. You guys I don't. don't know that. Do point. you know so, the 
Honey, pay pay the rent. Don't pay the... What is it? When you get arrested. The bond? Yeah. Well, you know, bail. Bail. Yeah. Honey, pay the rent. Don't pay the bail. You never heard of that? Where are you from? <laughs> Kentucky. I can tell. I know, right? That was from an episode of Cops. Oh. Shit, that's funny. Actually, um, I work with a lady whose Kentucky accent is amazing. Amazing. Is she Wildcat? Oh, no. Yeah, she's Wildcat. Oh, yeah. That's funny, but she'll, like, she'll get a phone call from her mom, and then she'll come back, and that, that accent would be so damn That bad. twang. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. And it is so... I like making fun of people with accents. <clears throat> like, the chick I'm dating now... She doesn't say bag. She says the big. The big. The big. I'm like, why does it have an E at the end? Like, <laughs> the big. <laughs> what is the big? What is the big? It's a bag. B-A-G. It's a bag. That's, I say washer. I know. Every single time you say wash, I, I every single time I'm like, hee <laughs> hee. And I have no idea where that came from. I don't either. Because I'm like, I know. I know Nicole's Southern, but she says wash. Right? But then I'll say car. Yeah. In, like in the car. Yeah. yeah. Having lived all over. Who? Okay, what's your favorite act? What's your favorite United States accent? Mm. Like favorite is it most attractive or yes, just like your, to listen to? What's your both? What's your most attractive and favorite accent? Mm. So I got like two. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love like mm, there's something about like a hardcore like. Boston. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like, say that shit. New York, like just like fuck yeah, like accent, you know, like get in the fucking car. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But then there's also something about that Latino, just like mm, like smooth. Yes, daddy, let's do it. Like that's I would Amer- American. That's American to you. Yeah. What. Yeah, tax, well, tax I've lived in like Philly and then like San Bernardino oh, okay, okay, in my okay. youth. So, yeah, that's pretty American. That's fair. Right? And then they all thought my little southern draw was so cute. I just realized what I said was super ignorant. I'm just thinking about like the, to me, like that um, San Bernardino like accent. I'm thinking like, oh, that's from like immigrants that are coming over that are learning English. Like, nah, it was and, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I like um, I like uh, I like the uh, the Spanish accent, right? Especially when like Ooh, when it's yeah that, but when it comes out like I like getting cussed out in Spanish. I just do. Right. It makes me happy when a woman oh. cusses me out in Spanish. It makes right. me happy. When you don't know whether she's gonna hug you, kiss you, or stab you, yes. you're like she is passionate about yes. me. I yes, love it. Yes. And then I that sounds like really, trauma right, right there. I really, really like a woman with that hard, I know what you feel, that hardcore New York accent. Right? Ooh. Listen, fam. Listen, I don't know why, especially if she got some sophistication to her, I don't know why it does something to me, but the best accent of all of life is a dark-skinned woman with English accent. Okay, we're doing international. Mm-hmm. I thought we were like. I just had that as my big shout out. Well, I just had a shout out. Okay, we so. can yeah, we can do whatever. Oh, you give yeah. me a woman, right? Because I think the Mexican accent is an international accent. Like I'm just thinking, like straight up, like Latin. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like the one that. Because the away. Latin accent for sure. Yeah, that Colombian. Ooh, mm-hmm. she was Colombian. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, the only two chicks I've really dated both were from Colombia. Oh. 
Yeah. The one that I met? Yes. Let's not, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Okay. Well, anyway, I so. A fish. I don't know. I just. What's gosh. your. I don't know. What? Go ahead. I'm just... I really like a country accent. I don't I know. There's it. just something gosh. about it. Right. It's like it's like that low draw, like you like that southern gentleman. I like the southern gentleman, not like, like redneck. No, 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 no. Right, not, not, like I'm take y'all out back. We're gonna go hogging. Right? No, <laughs> no. <this laughs> like no southern like, hospitality yeah, gentleman, like, like, like smooth, mm, like that southern the draw. draw. Like yeah. I like the draw. It's more like Charleston, like. Mm-hmm. It's like a Charleston kind of. Yeah, or like even the Texas accent. I really oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's like really like so, yes. like cowboy. Yes. I like that accent. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. But who do I just like to listen to? Like, I love to hear you speak. I definitely love to hear Northerners speak. Mm-hmm. All of them. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. We're all like, it's sex on a stick. And you're like, it's hilarious. No, it's just like, those are the people, like, they they speak their words. They mean their words. Like, they are so passionate. Passion, everything. I telling you off. Telling you they love you. Like, everything is mm. like a punch in the right? face. How good that pizza is. Everything. I love that. Cash from California. Their accent, especially especially brothers from California, right? It's so it's weird. Smooth. But it's weird though, because it's slang, but it's so proper. It is. Yes. It's proper yes. slang. Yes. It's yeah. the like you and that they announce every syllable, mm-hmm. and it's so like to like you mm. like if somebody Buster. calls you a bustard over there, they mean I'm gonna fuck you up, right? <laughs> and then you're like Buster, what's a Buster? But yeah, mm-hmm. it's that that is confusing to me because sometimes you don't know what like if they're really you know what what what's what about what's to go good down. yeah what is really good. I also just love to hear like Midwesterners talk. Mm. They just sound so cute. I don't know. I just associate everything they say with just like, oh, oh. I just think of mothers. Oh. Like every time I think of a Midwestern accent, I just, I just think of a mother. Just like a, just a I'm just like, how. Oh. So I'm cute. sure they'll appreciate it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm not like patronizing way. I'm just like, oh, like they sound like they care about people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they talk, like, I'm like, oh. Yeah, because like, Northerners, they don't, they, you know they don't care about you. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's not that they don't care, you know. But they don't care. Get out the way, I gotta go. They're I feel like it's just that they care so much. Mm-hmm. It's so loud and proud and just like. Two kinds of people. Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, like nobody cares about you the same way like a Midwestern mom does. That's right. They're going to feed you. They're going to feed you. Most likely something with cheese in it. Yeah. A Southern mom will do the same too. But that's changed a lot though. Because when I first, first got to the South, that Southern hospitality was still there. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, mm, I've been on social media, like you said, nobody talks Mm -hmm. to each other no more. Mm -hmm. But now it's, it's not there See, and that's always been a big thing at my house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was growing up poor, growing up Southern or what. But with my children, it was always like when their friends were over or whatever. Um, if you're at my house and it's mealtime, you're sitting down eating. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're getting fed. So then the same kids show up every day right. around yeah. mealtime, you know. And we don't ask no questions. Right. It's just, this is the rule. You mm-hmm. sit down and you have a meal, you know. Um, and Well, was like that growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because my like I'm such a weird dude. My when I was growing up, everybody hung out in my house. We all hung up in my house. Lola's That's the way it was with me too. Because yeah. it was yeah. yeah. I would rather all the kids be playing at my house because I know what's going on and it was the safe place, right. you know. 
versus my kids be at somebody else's house. And I don't know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. It can look great from the outside, but what's going on inside? So yeah. everybody hang out here. I'm a weird dude because now I don't want anybody in my house. I don't mm-hmm. want nobody in my house for some reason. Alola would be like, when are they going home? Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she would ask for real. She'd be like, when are you going home? <laughs> <laughs> Your You're more than welcome, but when are you going home? She would like Will get you know, like Will. Will would have to ask. We'll just be there. Mm-hmm. Have, like it was just whatever. We never had to ask to stay at each other's house, which is mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she let you know it's time to go. But I don't like nobody in my house. And I know how weird it sounds because you know I was wondering about Jay because he was such a loner kid. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know, I'm not in mind that because I have to worry about the way his kids be in my house. See, but I can understand this because you know how my policy is my house. So, when it comes to kids, like my f- children's friends, mm-hmm. oh, everybody can come in, right? Um, but when it comes to adults, mm-hmm. <laughs> to adults, I'm real protective about who I let in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm very much about the energy of my home, right. you know, and making it a safe place for my children, for my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want nobody messing with this aura. Mm-hmm. I've worked very hard to make sure this is a very peaceful just kind, loving. And y'all been in my home. You know, I'm like, you come in, you're family. Help yourself to anything you want. But nobody's getting through that door unless it's someone that I do consider family. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you are in my home, which is very protective. And I think a lot of times, you know, social media, all that kind of stuff, we allow so much and so many people in our home that we don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. You know, it, whether it's on TV or YouTube or whatever. Um, and nothing against any of that, but, you know, you allow that in your home, but you wouldn't allow those type of people in your home, but it's, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. For I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm a conspiracy dude, so I, I agree with you 100%. Like, what you what you absorb through your eyes and your ears is the same exact thing. As yeah. if it's right there live and in person, right. you know, and we have and to you, be protective of that. If you're watching it at that point, you're condoning that behavior. Right. And it never occurred to me until I had children. Mm-hmm. About that, mm-hmm. you know, and not wanting my children to be, you know, around that. And then especially having a grandchild, like, it's just even mm-hmm. ten times stronger. Like, no, I don't want you yeah, to hear I, any of that. Because I remember when I heard it when I was younger, I was like, man, you're just being paranoid. But, like, when you get on, you're like, oh, no, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. You are the company you keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whatever you're hearing, you know, just like what you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, any closing? And on that note, I mean... Any anything else you want to talk about? Are you good? I'm good. I had a good time. You had a good time? I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. You've had Yay. a good time. Talk for a long time. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a long one. Mm-hmm. We're probably, you know, over two hours. That's my shoulders to do. Uh, yeah, it was definitely your shoulders. First right. of all, listen, listen, listen. I'm tired of you shoulder haters, y'all. Oh First my gosh, all, I've already acknowledged to you that you have broad shoulders. Thank you. But I'm saying this is 40 inches of hell right here, okay? And I hate the fact that people don't acknowledge the shoulders. Okay? No one is not acknowledging your shoulders right now. First of all, there's haters everywhere. Oh my gosh. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to let you know that this is an audio podcast. And nobody can see your shoulders. <laughs> so your shoulders can be as big. My shoulders have their own spokespeople. No, oh gosh, are we gonna do this again? I'm just letting you know. No, 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 no. How many people you know got you know? I'm oh saying. my gosh. We're gonna have to have pictures. <laughs> that, 
that deserves a video. The right. one time Daniel <laughs> did that, it was too much. Right. It was too much. Are we going to have to TikTok it out? Oh, yeah. It right. was a lot. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Shoulders I, with Daniel. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I could be a little bit much. What? However, however though, in my defense, it, to me, it's funny. That's right. all that matters. That's as long as you make yourself laugh, right? Listen, man, what else? I mean, it's not, right. there's, there's not much more to life than that. It's true. Absolutely. I'm just here to have a good time. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. You oh, I'm, I'm here forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it to 106. Mm. But I just mean in life. Goals. Mm. I disagree with both of you guys' stances. <laughs> what? You're here for a long time and a good time? Uh, I mean, I like the way you put it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I say one of the geest things I ever heard in life? Absolutely. Is this your closing, closing moment? This is my closing moment. <clears throat> so this is how you know you're grown, right? Because we all say some stuff. Like me, when I get tired, I'll say, oh, I'm about to go get inside of the bed. Yeah. Or, I'm about to go. Right? <laughs> I was totally going a different way with that. Okay, go ahead. Or like my favorite one is, I'm about to go fuck some sleep up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was not wrong with So that. I'm chilling with my lady and we're sitting there eating dinner and... <clears throat> She's the geest thing. I, the way she put it, I'm not even giving it, but the way she put it was so dope. She was sitting there and she said, you know what? I don't want to be up no more. Let's go to bed. And the inside of me touched the inside of her. <clears throat> right? Because I was so overwhelmed with love and joy that she said that. And Ooh. the way she said it, I was like, I've never heard anybody put it in such a G mode ever. I don't want to be up no more. So I'm going to bed. You are into her. No, don't you are into her. I tell you, oh, oh, Daniel, anytime he you got like somebody, bad. notice, no, 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 <laughs> don't, don't press that button. No, I'm just saying, that's a, no, 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 listen, I'm not going there, don't go there. I'm just saying that is a G thing Oh, you already know what I'm going to say. Don't say it. The only thing I'm saying, that's a G thing to say to somebody. It is. I love it. I, I absolutely I don't disagree love with that. her. Yeah. Or with you. I'm just saying, I've never heard it that way. I'm not, I just, don't, I, don't start that. Right? I didn't say anything. Don't be jinxing. I'm not. Oh, I am not jinxing. <clears throat> okay. Don't when be, I say this. Don't you do it. I'm, you know, as your sister, I'm going to for once do what you ask me. Thank you. Oh, tear. Listen, my heart hurts your heart. Love <gasps> you too. You're the best. You heard it here. me. Love. Love's a little bit of you. Just a little bit? I mean, it, it grows. And it shrinks. And then it grows. <laughs> <laughs> Sibling love. So, if you haven't been told today, we love you. Yeah, you are. I'm not going to agree with any of those statements. Uh, Akuna Matata. It is a pleasure to share life with you. Put it that way. To serve life with you? To share life with you. Oh, share a life. Because a lot of you people are just people. (laughs) And I love you. And I don't mean it. But I love you. And I mean it this time. And I love you. <gasps> he said that to Nicole, not to me. I am family. Hear me roar. We've already established this today. I'm so happy. Any hoozles. Any okay. hoozles. Um, if no one's told you today, maybe you need to say it to yourself. I see you. I hear you. And I acknowledge you. And I love you. And it's you're important. important. You are important. You are important. Self. Yes, you broad shoulders. Have worth. You, you have are worth. perfect just how you are. So. I disagree with that last time, but okay. <laughs> he just likes to disagree. He uh, just needs to have an opposite opinion. Oh, 100%. No, that's Jane. 
Don't you do him that way when he's not here to defend himself. You're right. I'm sorry. That's not me. All right. Peace. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Aurora. I'm speaking from the future. I really hope you guys have enjoyed these past two episodes. Nicole and I had so much fun recording with Daniel, and we have been sitting on these episodes since October. And we're like, oh, you know, it's just not the right time. Let's release this one. But we finally felt, you know what? Let's start the new year off right with Daniel. It got deep when it needed to. It was light just when you needed it. And um, stay tuned for more episodes like this. Oh, don't forget to subscribe and like on YouTube. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and all your podcasting platforms. Okay, love you guys. Bye.